landing in your stock rig to full-on LS-powered two buggies on stickies. This is the Total Offer Podcast. I'm your host, Steve. And I am Ian. And, and we have made it to lucky number 20. <laughs> lucky number 20. I was going to slide it in there. Steal <laughs> your thunder. slide it in there. Lucky that works. Number 20. Works for me. Cool. Lucky number 20. And we're here. And it is rounding around the end of April. It's almost over already. You know what that means, right? What's it mean? Baby. Oh, yeah. Sorry to Baby's, remind you. Baby's coming. It's coming. Absolutely. Well, that's a train you can't what stop it, there. What it means is looking in the garage, you're not making your May 2nd deadline. You're Bro, so here's what happened. <laughs> uh, corona happened. Yeah. You know how much that affected me? Uh, not as much as it needed to. <laughs> <laughs> well, it made you, instead of having air shocks, it made you buy a set of rad flows. Yeah, I got some rad flows. Yeah. So you know how it goes. That's yeah. Just, yeah. It changed some things, but. Oh, yeah. It spent yeah, all my money. The dime piece is coming along, though. I honestly have not done shit in a week. Really? The only thing I've done is completely trash my garage with grinding dust. And watch a lot of YouTube videos. Dude. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty much a Raptor liner professional and Are I you? have never sprayed Raptor liner. You're a web, web Raptor liner I'm a, a professional? web liner guy. Yeah. Okay. Professionally. So all I did was I ground off the transmission, the old transmission mounts, which is a bitch but yeah. because they're three eighths tabs with weld on both sides. That sucked. Times yes. four. Um, I ground off all the old shock mounts, which are three eighths and welded on both sides on the front and the rear. Just the front. Yep. Oh, so uppers and lowers. Yep. Really? Yep. So you just completely stripped all the shock. Mounts. Yep. Wow. They were a the wrong bolt size oh man and the wrong width yeah so you either buy new tabs or you buy new misalignment spacers six of one half does the other yep so you went that route and just cut all the tabs yep off. wow so you got a lot more done this week than you let on that was like one day yeah but that's a good day oh it was solid i was like <laughs> sweating my ass off i was like this because of course you're like full ppe like safety glasses uh, ear protection earphones or head like my earbuds yeah uh respirator welding jacket like all this it was fucking ridiculous yeah that sounds about right it sucked and now i literally like shut the door and like my garage is fucking trashed grinding oh, dust everywhere man so it needs like one of those like saturday aka tomorrow mm-hmm. um like cleanup days that's, need a good cleanup day to recharge the batteries yeah that's what i did today i recharged the batteries in the polishing shop because it needed it was dumb like Yep. You couldn't fit. Jess had her. We had her uh, Grand Cherokee in there. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't walk around the garage. I have so much stuff packed in there. Yeah. Everybody, all the customer stuff that's in there, along with the mess that I had going on and then Jeep parts. You couldn't move around in there. It was it's bad. bad. Sometimes oh, you yeah. just got to take a pause, clean yeah. your shit up mm-hmm. and get back to it. That's exactly Put you in a fresh mindset. But that was the worst part, because last week on the podcast, I literally sat in here with a list of shit to order, mm-hmm. like little pilly stuff. And like. A third of it has showed up a week later. Oh, it sucks. This is all blamed on Corona. I ordered my wheel bearings, but I don't know when they'll be here. Mm. It claimed that they shipped. Where'd you Am- buy them from? Amazon. Yep, you're fucked. Oh, yeah. Nothing's moving fast. At it. Amazon did the exact. They went from one extreme to the other. They were the fastest shipping part that you could get to now being the slowest shipping part that you can get. With no ETA. That's my well, problem. Like, and if it ships directly from uh, from Amazon, like if you buy it Prime now, it's a month out. 
Oh yeah. Everything is one month is a month is a solid month out. Yep. It's like, wow. Glad I'm paying for prime. Amen. It's yeah. Fucking, it's fucking fantastic. Not right uh, now. My problem is I've ordered some stuff from the West coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually the worst part is right now I'm waiting on my couple hundred dollar order from Barnes. Nice. And I even look today because they're usually a couple days to ship your order. Mm-hmm. I still have not got a shipping oh. confirmation from them. Actual ship, bearings will be here tomorrow. Already, yeah. Well, thanks. Rub it in some more. Nice. Did yeah. those show up? Those? You're going to do them tomorrow? Packages left the carrier facility yeah. at Champagne. So it's going to St. Joe. It'll be in St. Joe's in the morning. And then it'll be on my doorstep tomorrow afternoon. Done. If I get them tomorrow afternoon, I may run up to the shop and press all the bearings on. Hammer it out. I just have everything ready. Well, that's what I mean by like I don't know all the prep. On. Oh, you could. Yeah. You could if you mm. wanted to. That's a lot of work, though. I just don't know if I want to open that project with just being so I close. wouldn't. Because yeah. you know what's going to happen. Day. You, you, know, you start it, it open. you're <laughs> fucked. You don't start it, you're not fucked. Like, comes yeah. like a day later or something. You're right. like, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, that'd be convenient. I could start the project and then know that I have like 24 hours until like the baby goes, and she goes into labor. Yeah. That'd be convenient. 24 know. hours to holy shit, slam a spool in. No, no. Bearings. Just leave it on jack stands. Oh, God. I'm a professional at that. Six months later, yeah. it's still on jack stands. Well, my cutlass is on jack stands for uh, it was going on two years. I took it off the jack stands the other day for the baby shower. Yeah. But it would have been a solid two years. Nobody in this room, and I include the <laughs> listeners, wants to see that happen. No, hell no. So let's hope not. Don't do that. The sums have to be catastrophic for it to be like that. Let's not do that. Let's cool. not pull an Ian. Yeah. Yeah. Or the last project, last time I did Loki, it was out for like almost two years. Yep. I so, won't let it happen. I'll, I'll support you. Yeah. Don't you worry. We'll get it. We're going to, we're going to make it happen. You want to thank the listeners for listening? No. Well, that's rude as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Hell no. I just enjoy sitting here talking to myself and you know, your occasional comments. Great. Of course we got to thank the listeners. Oh man. I hope they, I hope they're, I know I like to, (laughs) I like to piss them off. And then you like, you like poke them in the eye and then like put your arm around them. Like, Hey guy, here's something you guys don't know. And, and, Ian and I had a conversation the other last week. When was this? With your wife. Oh boy. About how you're a sour patch is what you, you're a sour patch kid. She really liked that idea. Like, I think you shed the light on her, on me for her. That is you. You are completely an asshole. Yep. And then you turn around and you be completely sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What a dick. You got to just weather the shit to get to the good, man. (laughs) It's like a Tootsie Pop. You get the sticky bullshit on the outside and then you get to the Tootsie Roll. (laughs) The best part is you didn't really want the damn Tootsie Roll. You just wanted the sucker and it's just there. It's like a two for one combo. <laughs> it's a bonus. bonus. Yeah. It's a bonus. It's like that little sweet side is like, oh, look at that. He is nice. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah. So I'm waiting for my Barnes order because that's my shock tabs. Yeah. So I get my shock tabs mounted, weld them. Um, then I'm wearing a Raptor liner some stuff. And oh, then the cab goes back on. Yeah. That's literally so, where I'm at. All right. So picking up from last week's episode. We were talking about Raptor Liner for the Dime Piece buggy. And then I said that I was going to look into it. And I have been looking into it, watching a lot of videos. And for Loki, that. Do it. Oh, no, that's 100%. Like, that's definitely what I'm doing. I do. It's a brilliant idea. Yeah. And I picked a color. I know. I like it. But if you, you say it, I'm literally going <laughs> to throw something in. I don't know what to. I have, a, I have a glass patch. of water. I have a glass of beer. And I have a laptop. So this you is can the pick. Sour Patch Kid. Yeah. This yeah. is bad. 
The yeah. listeners agree. Can you hear them? Don't say it. Like, <laughs> nobody likes the name. Like, just call it fucking Jeep Blue. Jeep Blue? Just but then you don't have, like, it's not. No, it's I the, get the, it. It's fucking blue. It's Jeep. It's new. Hell, Close call yours. it new Jeep take Blue. Your, take your headphones off for a second. I'm Close just going to mute myself. <laughs> You're just going to hear the fuck in the background. So uh, the color I'm going to do it is Bikini Blue. Uh, you had to say bikini. it twice, too. Go ahead. <laughs> bikini, bikini, bikini. Who the fuck names a color that? This is so stupid. Somebody at Jeep. Jeep people. <laughs> Let's call it New Jeep Blue. New Jeep Blue. Yeah. JL Rubicon Teal. Call it JL Blue. I don't care. That sounds cool. That sounds cool. Doesn't it sound Bikini Blue. You want me to call it PPT? Oh, that. The actual paint code I, number? No, nah, it makes me think of like a wiener joke or something. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes south for real, real quick. PP, what? <laughs> what? What hurts when you pee? Uh, yeah. That's the Jeep that's, thing. That's the Jeep thing. Shit, so, yeah. Pick, I picked that color. That's the it's color. PP Burn Blue. I wouldn't want. I, it's PP Burn Blue. <laughs> Jesus. I just I told you it went south. It sure did. Real fast. What do you so do? One of our listeners has their vehicles that color and they're like, hey, this guy's a You're dick. gonna have yours that color. I'm oh, not yeah, gonna still, it's not gonna stop me from talking shit though. I'm excited to see what that color looks like in Raptor Liner. I think it'll look good. Because I, I mean so. I think yeah. it looks good with a little gloss. And most of the Raptor liner I've seen has a pretty good, like I would say a Sheen. solid semi-gloss mm-hmm. finish. I was worried it'd be real matte and kind yeah. of dull. But That's what like, dude, it's because I've watched a lot of videos with some different lighting. I've watched some inside, you know, people mm-hmm. have their vehicles in like a shop. Uh, some have like shitty lit, uh, shittily lit shop. I think is yeah. how you say that um, outside, inside. And it does carry a solid, solid semi-gloss shine to it, which and I like. One of the things that kind of excites me is that being that it's kind of a textured ish uh, finish on it mm-hmm. and that semi-gloss, it has. Uh, the if I dump this paint in there, it's a metallic, it's a pearl paint. So every single bump on that thing is going to be that is going to reflect that. You know what you, I mean? You want me to blow your mind here? I'm ready to be. It's not really mind blowing. It's just kind of neat. Okay. So I watched a video the other day and the guy did his entire truck with Raptor Liner. Mm-hmm. And when I say entire truck, I do not mean wait, the body. Wait, was this the Tahoe? I don't know what the fuck it was. Was it a blue Tahoe? It was blue. And he did like the rough country lift. He did the frame. Literally every Like the, the wheel engine, wells. The engine bay components. Like- <laughs> he did the inside of the damn door panels. Yeah. Like, I hope he's listening because I think it's awesome. <laughs> but like, literally, he starts so watching this video. And yeah. I'm like, all right, all right. Oh, he did the wheel wells. Oh, he did underneath. Oh, he did the frame. Uh, oh, oh, sh- oh, shit. He did <laughs> the, the interior. interior. He's like showing the yeah. interior. I think it's awesome. But um, on his... Uh, he had the like plastic running board looking things. Yes. He added like sand. a color. No. Oh. Yeah. He added the colored sand. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you can't really see it in the video, but in the, in the sunlight, you can mm-hmm. see that ref- like, it's not reflective, but right. you can see those colored sand granules, granules like popping in the light. And I'm like, it's awesome. That's interesting because like when you look at it, when it's in the jug, it's like a, creamy white color yep is the tenable mm-hmm. version and so like it's blows my mind that you can dump a pint not even no not a pint no it's, it's two like, ounces and one liter jesus i told you i'm a professional yeah you are <laughs> i'm glad you have the numbers hit me up um it blows my mind you can board you can pour two ounces of paint 
into a liter of this creamy white and it just turns it that color. Yeah. So I I'm excited. I'm super stoked to see what that looks like. So I think I'm going to order a kit and some change. I might order 10 bottles. My problem is I want to do some test sprays. Yeah, that's the problem I got, too. So should we just test spray with your kit and then just order two new kits? I don't know. I don't know if I have enough time for that. What do you mean? I got a deadline. May 2nd is coming up. (laughs) You're not making it. See what I did there? (laughs) Sounded really good until you talk shit about it. You're not making it. The problem is I need to. uh, I really wanted to do it this weekend, but I am not ready and I would be rushing it. So what's that? Spraying the wrapper. Oh, yeah. So I think honestly, no BS. Did you buy your paint already? No, I just got to run down the road and do that. Right. Um. I, my goal, we'll see how this weekend goes, but my goal is to spray Raptor Liner next weekend. Yeah. Like spray the truck, cool. not the testing, the truck, the truck. Cool. I don't know what's going to happen or not though. I'm not going to do the doors. I'm going to do the doors later. Um, cause I'm going to actually do my half doors and my full doors at the same time. Yeah. Mm. I'm doing Jeep shit with my S10. I feel like you should, whatever doors you run most of the time, maybe it doesn't make a difference. I don't know. So here's my thought. I'm going to take notes because I've got I've been taking Mm -hmm. some notes while I've been YouTubing. Mm -hmm. My wife showed me a couple, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago that we have the ability to watch YouTube in the living room. Yes. On the TV. Yes. I didn't know that. Oh, that sucks. Everybody's like, oh, you got a smartphone, smart. We don't have to get we got a dumb TV. Yeah. So it's a 55 inch Vizio, but it's older. So mm-hmm. it's not smart, but we got this like, I don't know what the fuck it's called. This, fire the fire stick or something, or something or some little stick. black stick thing that mm-hmm. sticks inside of it. Yeah. It's got, we use it for Netflix and I'm like, what the fuck's this thing got YouTube? I just never really paid attention yep. to it. Yeah. I can fucking YouTube shit on the TV. Yeah. So now yeah. I commandeer the living room. <laughs> Y'all know that my, li- my wife loves that. And uh, I'm like watching Raptor liner videos in the living room, taking notes. So I'm going to keep like a, I want to call it a diary, but like a mm-hmm. log yeah. of how I spray it mm-hmm. because then whatever I end up spraying, I want to be able to go back that. a year from now mm-hmm. and like touch up like a door yeah. and not have to spray the whole truck. And I want to see the UV difference. Oh, I want to see how much it fades out. Yeah. Cause it's not supposed to fade out much, but I guarantee you there's every paint, oh, yeah. every paint fades some, but it's a fucking off-road rig, so yeah, it's only gonna look good when you get done with it, and then after that, you go rash it on some trees. That's my, everybody's like, "What are you gonna paint?" I'm like, "Was because I want it to look good, yeah, for a little bit, and then did I'm you, gonna go beat shit out of it." Did you see that nine that my my Yukon dropout? That was gorgeous. <laughs> I was like, "Well, first time that gets drug over a rock, oh, I'm God. gonna cry for you because <laughs> your JL Jeep Blue is gonna get scratched to fuck." I painted the Yukon. Uh, drop out. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you've seen it already. But I painted the Yukon JL or the the Yukon dropout, the new one, to replace the one that I broke. I painted it that color blue. What and color blue? Don't you say it. you JL say JL. Okay, I'm fine <laughs> with that. I'll take it. From here on out in the podcast, if we're referring to bikini blue, the new oh, JL Rubicon color, to say it's it. gonna be JL teal. JL teal. That's it. I don't know if I like teal. I feel like JL blue. JL Aqua. Aqua JL. Aqua JL. <laughs> That sounds like some hairspray out of the 90s. <laughs> Aqua Jail. I Aqua feel like jail. flip my hair back for Aquanet. you. I can just about flip my hair for you. Oh, I can flip mine. God, it's, it's bad. It's wicked bad. My, I got a whole other month of this shit. Too. My Rona cut's rough. Are you going to cut your hair? Dude. 
If it, <laughs> I don't know, you have a whole nother like this month. Okay. Yeah. For those who don't live in the great state of Illinois. Yeah. Illinois. Uh, announced while well, you're listening to this, whatever. Yeah. It's Friday for us. They announced it yesterday that we have a whole nother month of lockdown. self lockdown. They're, they're letting up some stuff. So they open state rec. They still open state. They parks. open the parks and shit like yeah. that, but that's about it. Yeah. And now and this is the dumbest thing in my opinion, but to each their own. Now you're required to wear a mask in any public place that you cannot maintain like a six foot. Yeah. But what's the fuck? Why not do that at the beginning? Like, I don't think it's a stupid idea. It's just like somebody posted some thing. meme on Facebook or Instagram, wherever uh-huh. the fuck it was. That's like, Wearing a mask after two months of quarantine is like <laughs> taking birth control after you're pregnant. And I'm like, um, well, that's funny, uh, but it's quite true. Like yeah. the whole mask thing should have been at the get go. I don't know. But what I do you don't do? know what they're. It must be them trying to do like a final, not like a final phase out, but they're like trying to lock down a little bit harder yeah. to finally kick this thing so they yep. can actually open everything back up. I think is what they're trying to achieve. Well, and, and I get it. Like I said, I mean, I, I get the idea. The biggest thing it's is, just is like, like you got to think where those rules are being made for. Well, yeah. You know, it's not so much where we're at. It's Northern Illinois where you have the population density is, yeah. you know, a hundred times of what it is here. Yep. So it's, I'm, I can imagine being in a grocery store up, up by Chicago. It's That's bad. I don't, okay. I don't yeah. go to a grocery store. What do you do? That's not my thing. You ordered in? I my wife, wife takes care oh, of it. Okay. She's awesome. Yeah. Uh yeah. I get really like I really get mad in grocery stores because people uh-huh. can't fucking it's like you had to get to the store mm-hmm. in a car. It drove on the right side of the road. Drive your <laughs> fucking cart on the right side of the fucking aisle. Like, why why do you think that you're some special asshole that drives your fucking cart down the middle of the aisle? Don't get it. That's people are just so stupid. They can't read the like looking for something on the shelf. And it's like standing right in the middle of the aisle. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, you got eight people lined up wanting to get by your ass. And you're the you're the idiot. Standing like, there I don't the aisle. Yeah. You don't yep. park in the middle of the fucking parking lot rows. Bit. So, well, they probably do. <laughs> uh, but that's it. It's just so pissed off. And like, I don't know why I get so mad over it, but it's just I just welcome to my life, I guess. Yeah. So I hate going to the grocery store. Okay. So she hooks me up. So, but I don't. Okay. So back back to my point real fast. I don't go to the grocery store, so I don't know. Yeah. But we were talking to some coworkers the other day and they're like, I didn't wear a mask when I went to the store the other day. And there was, I was in the minority, like more people Mm -hmm. were wearing them and not. And he was like, I honestly felt like the asshole. Yes. Because. It's not so much that I care if I will get you in, infected. Right. But that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I really just don't give a fuck about you because <laughs> from my understanding and everybody else's kind of general understanding, the mask is not to keep mm-hmm. me from getting it. It's from me giving it. Yes. So if I take it as if I don't want to wear a mask when I'm in public. Fuck you. Right. Well, and then you hear everybody say stuff like, uh, oh, well, I feel fine. I don't have it. That's like, the whole you don't point. Fucking dude. Know if you, have it. you can so. be a, we were talking, me and my <laughs> yeah. wife were talking about this earlier. Um, and I'm like, you can be a non symptom showing yeah. carrier asymptomatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have symptoms to carry it and yep. spread it. Yep. And it's just, I mean, at least as I far know. as I know. So I just buy my shit on the internet. There you go. Sit in here and do a podcast and Hell build yeah. shit in the garage. Yep. But my fucking hair, it's horrible. It's getting fuzzy. God, it's bad. There's no mohawk anymore. No, it's gone. 
The worst part is every time I've rescheduled my massage and my haircut, it's been on like, you know, like I think my haircut was like May 2nd. So I was like freaking right. Like I was Uh like, open this bitch up. We're getting a trim (laughs) job, you know, you hope fucked. So Uh now we got a whole nother month of that. So I don't know what we were talking about before that, but Uh, I could go back on a tangent real quick and tell you something funny. I saw it up. Let's do it. Uh, I saw a video of a guy. I can't remember what he's called himself now, but he was basically he, he saw a lady putting a cart into like with a bunch of other carts and it was like in a handicapped spot. It wasn't in the handicapped parking spot, but it was next to it where you would get out of the car. Mm-hmm. And he uh, like turns his phone on. And he like walks. He's like, man, is that where carts? Is that where carts go? And she's like, well, that's where everybody else put them. He's like, so two wrongs make a right. And she's like, well, no. He's like, so why don't you take it back up front? And it's like, and he like starts going on. He's like, he's not like, He's just being real with her. Like, what? Why he's are not you so wrong. lazy? He's not wrong. Yeah. Like, why are you being so lazy? It's not like you're take your car to the fucking corral. Like, that's where yeah. it goes. And, uh, and so, like, she starts getting like upset. Then she starts crying. She's like trying to take his phone out of his hand. She's like, I'm going to call the police. He's like, go for it. Like, I, I talk to him every day. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, this is what this dude does. He like goes out and like calls people calls out people on out their for, dumb yep. fuckery. Yeah. It wasn't like he got done talking to her in like three seconds later. He like finds somebody else doing the same thing. Oh, yeah. And he's like, why don't you take that up front? Because I don't want to. <laughs> so I walked off. I'm like, at least they're honest, lazy. I guess. But yep. shit. Lazy. I don't know. And that's the thing. You fight that. Like, is this person being a uh, an idiot or are they just lazy? Like, yeah, I get both of them. I've been that way. I'm yep. not perfect. But like, quit being a dickhead. Yeah. Like, just put, just put in the crowd. It's not that hard. Yeah. Yep. I hate people that just leave their fucking cart out in the Wherever. middle of the thing. I'm like, yeah. you're an asshole. <laughs> like, it's gonna hit your truck. Come on, man. Yep. The wind's gonna pick up. It's gonna fly across the parking lot. Hit somebody's vehicle. Yeah, yeah. and they're the first to Fuck. bitch when their door gets hit or with a shopping cart. Like, you're the fucking problem here, idiot. Uh, yeah, it's like a mass gathering of idiots, but like people don't know what they're doing because they got shopping on the brain. Yeah, I can't do it. We got a guest today. We do. Yep. Adam Shallow. That's his name. Yep. Um, he is on the Instagram. <laughs> Did that backwards, didn't I? Yes. <laughs> I got you. Though. Go ahead. So he's on Instagram. You can check him out at Overland History. And what's interesting to me is, of course, we advertise the podcast of, you know, anything off road kind of a thing. And. I personally, we all know if we've listened to 20 episodes of me talk that overlanding is not my thing. I'll be honest with it. Um, Unless it involves a hotel. Yeah, it's going to have to involve a (laughs) camper or a hotel or something. And I don't think people call that overlanding. So So, um, the problem with it is it's not for me. Mm -hmm. But here's the but before you get all mad and triggered people i'm triggered i love it i think the whole concept of like being able to hop in a vehicle that you have built i don't care if it's stock mm-hmm. i really don't like you see everything from stock stuff to like full-blown expedition style like you could live out of this bitch for like months mm-hmm. i think it's awesome as shit i envy that i have no desire to do it I don't know why I just don't, mm-hmm. but I love it. I love seeing people. I follow a lot of people about it. And that's why I think with Adam, what he's doing is he's taking that concept and adding the like history. He's finding those history places and kind of that yeah. tour guide stuff. And he's almost kind of given a purpose for it. And that's, what's kind of neat about it. Yeah. 
that's but his rig's cool. awesome. And that's what like I I think it's awesome. It's not my thing. I want to yeah. haul my shit on a trailer, yeah. go beat the shit out of yeah. some rocks, and I don't give a damn. Drag it back to the trailer <laughs> and go back to the hotel. But but I love the fact that you can build shit like that. And and everyone I've ever seen is like blows my mind. Because they're so resourceful on where they yes. put stuff, how they hide stuff. That's what gets me. That's what I love about love it. it. Like watching, so like, and with Joe's rig that, uh, his Land Cruiser that yep. we featured, what we kind of had on the, on the page there on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, there's some pictures back mm-hmm. on our Instagram. Joe Zump's rig is, uh, it's just cool. Like the, the tailgate flips open and all of his stuff's in the tail, you know, has stuff in the tailgate and it's, it's everywhere. He's got stuff, you know, every away. corner and cranny of yes. that truck is, has, has some, and it, in the, toolbox. the best thing I love about the whole thing. And I think I appreciate it more the older I get. Mm-hmm. Nothing is a clusterfuck yes. on anybody's like legit. I'm not talking about like um, an overlander, like yeah. legit, like you're overlanding, driving this thing thousands and hundreds of thousands yep. of miles with all your gear. Every little thing has a exact nice. point. Yes. It all has a and place. And it's like, holy yep. shit. Love like that. I envy that. I love that. Yep. I wish I could be all of that. And that is why I wanted to have somebody on here that does overland stuff because want, even if you don't right even if you don't necessarily like overlanding seeing where these the ingenuity that they come up with like putting stuff in certain places or making this so that they could have this and all the different things is what i love about it i'm like it's man the I hobby to, of well, off-road stuff that's awesome even if you are a guy who puts it on the trailer you're gonna want a you're gonna stash a u-joint somewhere like you're going to need a couple tools for the trails. Like if you pop a bead or what, you know, get a hole in your tire, you're going to need a tire kit. Yep. Like there's just certain stuff you're going to carry on it. Like, and these guys that do this, they're like professional pack rats yeah. essentially in a vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. In a, in a, yeah. They take like, they take everything, 12 pounds of shit in a three pound bag and make it look clean as shit in the they, process. And I love it. They are the preppers of off-road off-road preppers, off-road preppers. That sounds cooler than overlanding. <laughs> Or can we call Derek that doomsday off-road prepper? No, just, just off-road prepper. Off-road prepper. Yeah. Cause he's prepared for everything. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And you know, what's funny is I've done it. You've done it. Everybody's like, Derek, I need a tool. <laughs> oh, here you go. Yep, you know, like he toolbox. goes right to it. And I'm like, damn you. I'm over yeah. here with my tool bag, like digging my junk shit if out of a guys, tool bag. If you guys want to see Derek's rig, uh, it's at D man blues freak on Instagram. Yep. But back to our guest. I love it. I love this XJ. You love it because it's an XJ. Like I like it's no an XJ. More. It's just super clean and it's just, it just looks like an XJ. And I'm like, it has all the things to do the things. He's got a uh, center console, a domestic console cooler. Yep. Then he's got a, a drawer fridge in the back. Yeah. I was browsing his Instagram yep. and I was checking out the like cook cool refrigerator stuff. drawer. Yep. The, uh, the shower the shower is the best part. You know me. <laughs> I don't camp. Need a, need a shower. You gotta have a shower. <laughs> need a heated shower. Yeah. He did not just a shower. Uh, heated shower. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and give him a call. Let's then. get him on. All right. Let's call Adam Shallow. This is Adam speaking. Hey, Adam. Steve from Total Offer Podcast. How you doing tonight? Hey, Steve, how are you? Doing well. How about yourself? Good. Excited to be on the podcast. Awesome. Good to hear it. We're just hanging around here and wanted to call you up, have you on here so we can talk about your adventures and your overland history and uh, just kind of get to know you a little bit better and, and see what you're up to. Yeah, absolutely. Let's jump into it. Cool. 
So you are Overland History on Instagram and you've got yes, a sir. and you've got a 94 Jeep XJ uh, that doesn't look like a 94 because it has a, a 90 quad headlight grill on it. So that's pretty cool. It does. Yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty heavily modified. It, it doesn't look like a whole lot, but I think that was most of the point is a lot of the uh, cool mods are are kind of hidden or subtle. Yeah, I love subtle. I love subtle like it's my thing. Right. Yep. I love so, being like big and bold, but at the same time, I'm like, Ooh, that's so clean. You don't even see it. It's right? so clean. Well, that's how, so Adam <laughs> exactly. has, Adam has Euro taillights, Euro XJ taillights on his Jeep. And I didn't even know that. And I was like looking through his pictures. I'm like, wait, those taillights look kind of off. So that was really cool. Hmm. That's a yeah, nice little, yeah. A lot like, of people don't catch that. In yeah. fact, it's kind of rare when they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, and it's kind of the fun part about it is I just wanted kind of a European look to this XJ, hence the quad headlight front, which doesn't exactly look European, Mm -hmm. uh, but I do have these side markers on my front fenders. Uh, They're actually turn signals uh, that, you know, basically what the Euro XJs have. And then also the taillights as well. I just always liked that look, that kind of European look. So I kind of wanted to integrate that a little bit into this Jeep as well. That's awesome. And then you did something big to it. You did a diesel engine swap. I did. It's a Mercedes OM617 Turbo. Uh, It's a fantastic motor. It's a five-cylinder diesel. Uh, It's out of an 83 sedan. I swapped it in about 250,000 miles, and it runs fantastic. Of course, I've done a lot of work to make it run fantastic, but uh, yeah, it was an interesting swap. took about a year and a half, and uh, here it is running now, finally. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I've seen some videos that you had that you have there on Instagram of it driving. You did a, a kind of a drive-by video the other day that you left away from the camera and then you came back the other direction. It sounds fantastic. Yeah, the motor just runs great. And uh, I, my favorite part is the turbo. It's so much fun to make that thing whine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. That is cool. And uh, now you got that motor, that engine used. So um, it had, did you do a rebuild on that? No, it actually has about 250,000 original miles on it, uh, which is, I mean, it had perfect compression when I tested it when it was still in the car. And these motors are known for going about 600,000 miles reliably with good maintenance. Um, So I didn't see any qualms about putting a motor with 250,000 miles in the Jeep. That's awesome. And it runs and it runs Runs like like a top. top. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Well, if if it gives you any indication to how it runs, I just drove it from Virginia to Arizona when I moved out here. So 2,100 miles across the country, never missed a lick. Nice. That is awesome. That means you did something right when you did the swap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all that, all that preventative maintenance was really the thing. I, I, uh, I didn't know how to do a lot of the work that I did at that time. At least I, I know how to do the work. I'm very mechanically inclined. Uh, but yeah, didn't know how to do any of the work on this motor. Didn't really know anything about the motor and just started reading and, and, uh, you know, taking things apart and cleaning them, replacing them, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, uh, kind of learned as I went, but it's in all honesty, a very simple motor and uh, a very reliable motor. In fact, legendary kind of status of, of, uh, known for being reliable. That's awesome. I'm sure we'll get into some stats on that. So you have the OM617, not the OM617A, correct? Correct. So mine is an OM617.952, which basically was in the 83 to 85 cars. So it's the highest horsepower and torque that came in the OM617 stock. So I was reading this crap on the internet here, and the OM617LA apparently set 
16 world land speed record and endurance records in Italy back in the like 70s, mid 70s, I guess. I'm like, that's Mm -hmm. so it doesn't give us like the stats of that. And I'm like, that's so cool, though. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of a fascinating motor. And and in all honesty, I've I've been around a ton of diesels, um, but I've never heard another diesel like this one. Just the way it sounds is so unique. I didn't know they made five cylinder diesel engines. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, once you're familiarized with the, with yourself with these things, they're just they're so well built. I mean, it's got oil squirters for each piston. It's got a double roller timing chain. Um, it's it's just stoutly built and and definitely uh, good quality. I'm yeah, I've been like reading this for like 15 minutes, and I'm like, let me buy one of these. I'm gonna put it in some. I don't know what I'm gonna put it in. But I'm gonna put it in something here. You're yeah, gonna put you it might in as a- well, well buy one while you still can, because I have a feeling once people realize that these are kind of like the 12 valve Cummins, which are now like what ten thousand dollars for one of those motors. Uh, well, yeah, you can buy a third gen Cummins with no rockers, no bedsides, a hood stack. <laughs> And lo- probably some bald rear tires for like fifteen thousand with four hundred thousand yeah, miles. Unbelievable the the value on those trucks now. When in all honesty, the cabs. The, first of all, the dashboards were absolute junk, Car and then five. the cabs would always rust out. So yes. I mean, there's not a whole lot of truck left aside from the motor. Yeah, and then you add in the rust belt that we live in with all the salt, and it's like there is no truck left of that. And you want double did like you're, you're, there's a comma in there. Like, I don't understand this. Right. You're basically paying for a rolling engine. Yes. But that's awesome because you can literally buy a third gen Cummins. You could have just beat the living crap out of it. And you mm-hmm. like, it goes up in value. Awesome. Right. Right. Apparently it's my life story on the backwards <laughs> mode. Love yeah. It. Luckily there's still a lot of 300 D's out there. The, um, so basically from 78 to 85 are the years for the 300 D um uh sedan and you can find those rusted out i'm sure all over the place and the nice thing about the om617s is that they leak so much oil they didn't rust themselves (laughs) they preserved the awesomeness exactly yes i'm totally on my third wind i think today i came home after a shitty week and a shitty day did you save me a cigar yeah so oh we got cigars yeah so i was like you know what Hell with it. I'm going to go sit out because it was like a storm cloud was kind of rolling uh-huh. in. I'm like, man, that's kind of peaceful. I'll go sit out on the patio and I will right. pop a cigar. So, so where are y'all again? You said you're in the Midwest. We're in yeah. Illinois. We're so Illinois. Mac oh, Dev okay. in the center of her. Yep. Pretty well. Nice. Right around with corn and beans and flat. Dirt. Well, Lots there's dirt. plenty of Salt. places to get lost there too. Oh, uh, we can go. <laughs> Not we can, really. We can go mud bogging. Mud bogging. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> it's actually pretty sad, the state of Illinois, because like if you look around for public land where you can go do anything as far mm-hmm. as like trying to do any kind of uh, vehicular adventure, you know, like that, even mm-hmm. not no, not even not even like off road per se, just literally, like you said, trying to go out and get lost somewhere. There's just not sure. that many places for it. Everything's privately huh. owned. That's because everything's flat. You can Corn see fields. for like 10 miles. <laughs> yeah, like you right. can't like you got to try to get lost yeah, gotta, in there. You got to go find a river somewhere yeah. and just run alongside <laughs> that river till you get lost. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I mean, luckily, y'all aren't too far. I mean, you have the Ozarks in Missouri. Oh, yeah. You get across that Missouri state line and shit changes quick. It's a good time. If, if you go Southern yeah. Illinois, Southern Illinois gets pretty crazy. But for us, that's like a three hour drive, roughly. Right. Probably three to four hours. Get down there and get find something good to play in. But, yeah, it's always farther west. Everything, everything out west seems to just be kind of better. And yeah. it's mainly because it's so vast and spread right. out. Yeah, so spread out. A lot of public open land and recreation. Yeah, the BLM land out here is just fantastic. And yeah. 
for the most part, a lot of people pick up after themselves, but, you know, just in the short time I've lived out here in, uh, in Prescott now, you know, driving down some of the trails, you'll see some trash or a smoldering campfire, just people just doing stupid stuff. Um, but I'd say the vast majority of people out here do care. They do pick up after themselves and, uh, you know, try to keep the area clean. That's the worst part is you always hear the negative stories and it's like, man, come on. But you don't hear the like good people rolling through and picking up extra trash and stuff like that. And yeah, and the problem with the the bad people is it's that very small percentage. But those are the ones that ruin it for everybody. Yep. What year's your XJ there, Stephen? 95. So 95 was the first year of the airbag. Not for this if guy. <laughs> Does yours not work or did you oh, just not get okay? So oh, it, it worked. I jumped a snow I jumped a snow bank oh, in yeah. uh the Walmart parking lot one day. Yeah. I was gonna hit it oh, and it turned out to be all ice. So, oh, so you went through it, you went up over it. Yeah. And when I landed, I landed it come back down so vert like it violently. So, and violently and vertically that actually hit the front bumper that nice. my steel bumper that I got. Yeah, yeah. It hit the front bumper on the concrete. But that hurt and and all of a sudden this like poof noise went off and I was like, what the hell was that? And I'm like, huh. I was, I had myself braced, you know, so my arms were straight to the yep. steering wheel and there was just this airbag between me and the steering wheel because <laughs> the airbag so was, was the airbag even like effective at all. Oh no, no. Well, I you didn't have the steering me. wheel. It never touched me. Oh really? No. Cause it's like the size of a beach ball at best. Oh really? It's tiny. Huh? <laughs> wow. So it's basically useless. You can basically just swap it out and be fine. Yeah. I did. I, you can pull the four bolts off the backside of the, uh, off the back side of the steering wheel there, mm-hmm. pop the cover off and the uh, airbag comes with it. The airbag in the 95 is a, it's an inertia bag. So it, it breaks when something hits the vehicle too hard. Like when the vehicle experiences too hard of a hit. So it's not, it doesn't make right. sense or anything like that. It's literally like it, uh, like a switch, like a mercury switch sort of deal. Right, right. I yeah. If I remember correctly, that uh, sensor is like central in the vehicle. I think maybe under or right behind the console. I think it's in, no, it's in the airbag. It's in the airbag piece itself inside the steering wheel. Uh-huh. Gotcha. So like, okay. so like when yeah, you unbolt it. it's the yeah. older one. I'm thinking right. of the newer model. Yeah. The, uh, the airbag piece itself, like when you take it out, it's just self-contained. But there's nothing well, that's to good. It. So you can basically yeah. swap those out. Yep. I mean, in all honesty, those airbags were kind of useless anyways. Yeah. And, and it's super like, easy. in my opinion, I always thought the best year of the XJ was 94 for two reasons. One, no airbags. Mm-hmm. And two, it was the first year of the external slave cylinder for the clutch. Oh. So 93, it was internal to the bell housing. And you basically had to pull the transmission just to do a slave cylinder. Was it still an AX-15 in 93? It was. Okay. It was just internal versus the external, which you can convert it. Right. Um, you know, which is kind of a pain. You got to pull the transmission to do it, but uh, it can still be done. I, I know the randomest things about XJs. Yeah, I know, I'm, I'm Googling uh, it. Sure. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know shit about Jeeps. I'm like, yeah, it smells. It's J-E-E-P. Like, got it. It's got two or four doors. I don't know. People love them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when it comes to XJs, it's one of those things. I, I don't, I know why I'm passionate about them. And it, technically, it's because I grew up in one. My dad bought one brand new in 91. It was a Laredo. It was kind of a cranberry uh burgundy maroon kind of color mm-hmm. uh with silver flares and bumpers you said it was a and i just loved that jeep so much i did a lot of road tripping me and my sister when we were younger mm-hmm. and uh that kind of solidified my love for them so my first vehicle when i was in high school which was um i think it was a sophomore in 2000 
uh, it was a Jeep Cherokee. My dad got me a 92 limited in four screen with the gold honeycomb looking wheels. Mm-hmm. And I think that first night I got that, I slept in the thing. I, I just loved it. I was in love <laughs> with it. It was the greatest thing ever. It was exactly what I wanted. My dad totally surprised me. I was, it was just so cool. And I ended up modding that thing. Um, basically it started out as like a budget boost in thirties and then went up to four and a half inches and thirty ones. And then I went to six inches and thirty threes ended up locking that Jeep front and rear with 48 gears. And I did a four, seven stroker in it. And, uh, that was, I think between graduating high school and 2005 when I sold that Jeep. Um, but yeah, that four, seven stroker was just a magnificent motor. I'll bet that thing was a blast with a four, seven stroker. Yeah, it it put out horsepower wise. It was like 275 horse and like 330 foot pounds. So it was kind of comparable to like an LT one V eight. And, uh, the funniest thing was, is like I had a buddy with a five liter Mustang and I could like totally just walk him up to like 50 miles an hour. (laughs) And after that, he'd pretty much creep on me, but it was just so much fun lighting up 33s. Like it was just no problem. And that, that Jeep was it was an automatic so it actually had an aw4 mm-hmm. and when it would hit second gear it would actually bark the rear tires it had so much torque nice you don't hear yeah. that you don't see that every day out of an xj nope. you know do i want to build another one like a hot rod motor i can just drop in the jeep you know have some fun with and then put the old one back in eventually right um i've thought about that too just have a second one and build it but um I don't know. It's it just there. There goes another five to seven grand that I've got sitting in my garage, looking pretty cool. Yep. Well, I mean, that is the welcome goal, to I think. the club. <laughs> uh, you used to live in South Carolina. Uh, actually, Virginia. Virginia. I, was in Bedford, I knew it was Virginia. over there. Bedford. That I, sounds I was too familiar far. For I was me too far over. Reason. Bedford, Virginia. Yeah, Virginia is a great state. It's 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 got everything. It's kind of the melting pot of history, which was totally up my alley. How'd you end um, up in Arizona? Recently, uh, my my background is kind of in the in the overland industry. Previously, I've worked for Blue Ridge Overland Gear for two and a half years. That's in Bedford, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if you're not familiar with them, they make all their own soft goods, basically organizational stuff for uh, adventure vehicles. Oh, Fantastic cool. stuff. It's all made in the USA. I loved working there. Um, but I recently got a new opportunity out here in Prescott, Arizona. Prescott is how it's pronounced by the locals. Everybody else says Prescott. Uh, but if you ever visit, <laughs> say Prescott. Otherwise, you'll, you'll get a local annoyingly correcting you. Anyways, um, <laughs> so <laughs> you asked me how I know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I moved out here to work for a company called Adventure Imports, a.k.a. Max Tracks. Uh, Adventure oh. Imports is the USA distributor for Max Tracks. Uh, we also import uh, a company called MSA 4x4, which is also Australian. And then we import a uh, item called an Indeflate, which is basically a two or four uh, air up hose or air down hose kind of system with a gauge built into it. Indeflate. So, Sounds like a more yeah, flight. It's called Indeflate. It's actually based out of <laughs> South Africa, I believe Johannesburg, oh, really? if I remember correctly. Wow. Yeah, it's a really cool thing. I mean, I don't, I don't, I've never seen anything else like it on the market. Really? Uh, so basically, it allows you to air up either two or four tires at once. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a two two tire model and a four tire model, and uh, you can also air them down and get all the same PSI in each tire, which is pretty amazing. So it'll actually balance yeah. your tires uh, either side to side, front to rear, etc. Well, I've got a buddy that makes a, that makes something just like that, very similar to that. 
Yeah. I mean, it's super handy if you're not, you know, kneeling down in front of your tire for, you know, five minutes at a time. Yeah, no doubt. We used to do it like back in the day, (laughs) we'd have like nobody bring a a valve cord tool or something. So you're like grabbing a screwdriver. We were grabbing a rock. Like you'd find a rock or something right there and like, let's air down the rock. And now it just for the record, that is not the correct way to air down. You'll get stuff, you know, potentially caught in the uh, valve stem. Oh yeah. Cause then you end up with one going all the way flat and you're like, Oh damn. Right. I wouldn't recommend using a rock. So yeah, try to try to use the proper equipment if possible. Got to live and learn somehow, I suppose. Yeah. How did you get into overlanding? So you, I, we heard that you, when you were 16, you got a Jeep and like that started probably, I know obviously you already were into like the uh, vehicle adventure, but overlanding sure. itself, um, at what stage did you really start getting into that? So it's kind of, well, it's of course a long story, but I'll right. try to summarize it. <laughs> they um, always are. So back in 2014, I went through a really bad divorce, um, which was also a great thing (laughs) to uh, just be done with it, of course. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, I I it it was just a turmoil. It was a relationship full of turmoil. So I was basically ready to just get out and be free and travel and do my own thing and live my own life and enjoy myself. Mm -hmm. And I started searching for like VW buses because I originally wanted like a Westphalia you know, camp or something like mm-hmm. a 75 to 79 with the two liter motor with fuel injection. Um, so I was kind of hot on the trail looking for a few of those so I could start traveling. And at the time I was actually in, in nursing school, I was going to become a uh, traveling nurse. And unfortunately due to the divorce, I didn't end up getting a chance to go back to school. Uh, so that, that was kind of, you know, buy by a VW bus to Westphalia and travel. And that is a travel nurse. Well, that didn't quite work out. So, um, after I, you know, basically got done with the divorce stuff and all the smoke cleared and, and such, I, uh, started working a new job, making some decent money and actually bought this, uh, my current Jeep, the red XJ, the 94, uh, bone stock from a young college kid in Norfolk, Virginia. And needless to say, I, I ended up just completely building out this Jeep with the idea of, uh, you know, traveling all the time. And literally I was, I was kind of single and just doing my thing for about two, two and a half years in this Jeep. Like literally every weekend I was camping, like just doing my thing, enjoying myself. And, you know, I, all of my traveling, I was taking pictures and sharing them on social media and it didn't really have a purpose. And I felt like I, I needed a purpose to that travel. Hence how Overland History was born. I was like, you know, if I'm going to go to all these cool historic places and take pictures, I might as well have, you know, a purpose of going and visiting historic places and, and you know, staying in, in cool places, camping and that kind of stuff. So the idea was to really just kind of give, you know, Overland History a, a purpose. And what it a- actually ended up molding into was not only just me enjoying finding history and posting about it on social media, speaking with people about it, et cetera. I actually developed Overland History into a guide service in Virginia, which basically means I would uh, use my social media for for marketing purposes. And I turned it into a business and basically took uh, other people that are interested in adventure travel, have maybe a built vehicle, maybe a stock four-wheel drive. We'd go out and drive off-road trails and camp in national floors. And I would charge, you know, a fee for that service because there is a lot of time and scouting involved in, in doing that kind of thing. So that's kind of how Overland History was born. 
And I had that guide service up and running when I was still living in Virginia, working for Blue Ridge Overland Gear. And uh, now that I'm out in Arizona, I am extremely busy with my new job. So I really don't have time, at least right now, uh, to get the guide service back up and running. But I have no doubt that I, I probably could uh, you know, get that up and running and probably be reasonably successful, at least part-time doing that. Right. Because um, my full-time job currently is, is my real passion, sales, marketing, I just love, you know, working for uh, for Adventure Imports and and Matt Scott, my new boss. He's a great guy. And hey, so uh, I was looking through some of your stuff today and mm-hmm. was doing my my research for you or to check that out. But uh, I noticed in that your video back in 2017, you did a YouTube video, kind of a walk around on the Jeep, and there's a lot of cool stuff. You're showing the the uh, refrigerator drawers, and you were showing the shower, and you know mm-hmm. all the stuff. This was before the diesel swap. But one of the things yep. I noticed was that uh, back then you had a rooftop tent and an awning and now you've got a roof nest. So what yeah. was um, what was the determining factor there to go from a rooftop tent and an awning over to the roof nest? So the tent that I originally had on the Jeep was actually a oh, man, I can't remember the name of that brand. They went out of business somewhere around 2010. Uh-huh. Uh, but needless to say that. The, the tent that you're speaking about was a soft shell tent. And what I've got now on top of the Jeep is a hard shell rooftop tent. Mm-hmm. So the sh- soft shell rooftop tent, it's great as I'd say like a beginner's kind of tent. If you're getting into the overland stuff and you want to sleep on top of your vehicle versus a ground tent, uh, the, you know, the, the, as an entry level tent, I'd say the soft shell rooftop tents are, are just fine. Um, they're certainly a lot cheaper than the hard shells. But what you'll find with living with a soft shell rooftop tent is that you have a cover that you have to put over it every time you put it away. And that cover has zippers. And, you know, it just gets and because that tent basically accordion folds onto itself um, to deploy and and, uh, stow, basically, um, it's really kind of a hassle to put those things away. And the difference between you know, uh, a hard shell tent and a soft shell tent in, in regards to time of putting it away, I would say it takes me less than a minute, probably even like 40 seconds to put my hard shell away. Wow, whereas it could insane. take up to 10 minutes to put a soft shell tent away. And 10 minutes is a really long time when it's raining out and you're trying to get home. <laughs> oh, so, I wasn't even going there. I was thinking like, so that was, that was the main deciding factor of getting rid of the soft shell, you know, basically the time of, of setup and takedown and, and, uh, you know, it just doesn't quite look as good as a, as a hard shell tent on top of the vehicle. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was going more on the line. 10 minutes doesn't sound like that long until you've been screwing with a tent uh-huh. for like 10 right. straight minutes. And I'm like, I'm done. It can stay up. I'm just <laughs> driving away. I'm just I'm like, I've had enough of this. <laughs> yeah. And it acts like a giant parachute on yep. top of the Jeep. But yeah, I mean, the, that- the thing that you'll find with soft shell tents and, and again, they're fine if you're out there. If you're see, I was out every weekend in, in a soft shell tent, which, you know, when you're up and down constantly with that tent, it really becomes a hassle. Mm. Um, and if you if if you don't travel a whole lot, if you go camping maybe once a month, 12 times a year, uh, a soft shell tent is probably more than fine for you because, you know, you that up and down motion won't get old. But I was out every weekend, every every bit of free time I had. I was out camping in the Jeep. So it was, it was just a no brainer to go with a hard shell, which is, you know, just up and down in 20, 30, 40 seconds. Um, and now in regards to the awning that you asked about in that walk around video, I, uh, ended up selling that. And to this day, I regret it. It was a (laughs) Foxwing 270 degree awning. 
And I heard that Fox Wing at the time was coming out with a new updated version, which was called the Batwing. Mm -hmm. And I think that originally Oz Tent and Rhino Rack, uh, the Fox Wing awning was appearing by them. And I think they parted ways. So uh, Rhino Rack ended up coming out with the Batwing. And in all honesty, I never cared for the quality of that awning. It was not anything like the material that the Fox Wing used. So... Needless to say, I have never repurchased that awning, which I actually need to do. I actually need another one uh, here soon. So I will be repurchasing that awning at some point because I have yet to find another awning on the market that I actually enjoyed as much as that one. Hmm. Yeah, it looked like it was a good piece, especially since it covered the hatch back there and where you could, you know, your cooktop and your fridge and all that stuff is back there in the hatch. So when you're cooking, you have a nice area and then you said it had drop down door or sides on it and stuff so you could enclose it like it sounded like a really cool item to have yeah i mean it's a 270 that. degree awning mm-hmm. that you can fully enclose and the actual sides of the awning uh that are an option taper down to the ground so you get a really wide footprint of area that you can basically just kind of camp under um you know in addition to the rooftop tent i bought that awning because it made it made camping in rain doable when you've got that wide of a footprint around your vehicle uh, to where you can actually get out of the rain and the mist, mm-hmm. uh, having that awning was absolutely priceless. The other thing about that awning is you could adjust it to channel water. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted water to just flow in a certain direction, you could do that as well. That's nice. Um, but it, it really made you know camping in the rain just I, like a non-issue, actually. Um, I, I didn't. I mean, being out just about every weekend for two, two and a half years. Um, you know, that awning was like literally one of the best purchases that I ever made. I think that KJ needs one. Let's buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Since cool. y'all probably have, I'd say, you know, a lot of, but do you have a lot of bugs in your area oh, out yeah. during like spring, summer, fall? Yep. So one thing I, I would look into uh, are awning rooms to where you can actually enclose it with a bug net around you, mm-hmm. which is a really nice option. I, I think there are a couple other options other than ARB. Because in all honesty, the ARB awnings are not a terribly great quality, um, which would probably be just fine. I would just always recommend when you have an awning deployed, the first thing you do is always snake that thing down. Because the first ma- mistake I ever made with my Foxwing awning, I was at Overland Expo 2015 or 16, and I had just got done deploying the awning as in like, bringing it out and wrapping it around like you see me doing that video mm-hmm. and i turned around to grab my guidelines and my stakes and here comes a gust of wind while the awning broke two poles and folded up over the truck mm. over the truck wow i can't tell you so i i think somebody heard me yell the f word like a quarter mile away <laughs> <laughs> and, and come um, running with new tent or yeah. with new poles right. like oh yeah. i got some right i know so that luckily the the awning actually comes with two spare uh hinges so i actually <laughs> replaced those two snapped hinges which it fa- basically the awning failed exactly where it was supposed to fail yep. at a replaceable piece uh so i ended up being able to fix it uh luckily so um, just a word of warning. If you ever buy an awning, stake it down immediately as soon as you possibly can or yeah. have somebody help you, um, you know, until you set it up that way you don't deal with what I dealt with. Right. <laughs> That'd be my luck. I'd, I'd be the guy with the folded up awning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, goes. it's not the end of the world as long as it's uh, fixable, but I can't tell you how many events overland related events that I've been to 
where I've like been looking a quarter mile across a field or something like that. And somebody's awning is just ripping shit. Yeah. Oh, yep. <laughs> there's always that exactly one guy. Yep. Yeah. Cause it's, it's not so yours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's not me this time. <laughs> and then you walk over and like, hey, hey, we've all been there. Like we've all done it. Right. <laughs> it's the right, right of these pair hinges yeah, off. Yeah. It's the rite of passage for yeah. overlanding. That's sure. Right. If you've That's not funny. destroyed an awning, you're not an official overlander. <laughs> <laughs> your, your merit badge. Uh, your merit badge. So what's exactly. the uh what's the plan for overland history here? And I like I said, we were kind of talking about how you just got moved out there to uh to Arizona. But, uh, and then now, you know, COVID's kind of put everything on pause. So it's kind of hard to make plans, but I I know there's some plans coming. So I'm kind of interested to see where you're going with it. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, once I get settled into this new job and I kind of get a lot of my responsibilities on cruise control, so to speak, not that, you know, it will be easier, but I would say I would should at least have some more breathing room or breathing air during my workday. Um, I'd like to get Overland History set up as a guide service here in Arizona again. Um, there's always people looking to, you know, be shown around to different places. And there's a lot of cool historic ghost towns that are out here in Arizona, just out in the middle of nowhere. You'd never know they were there, uh, you know, unless somebody told you about them or took you to them. Mm-hmm. So I think that Overland History will probably end up being a historic Arizona, you know, guide service or at least a guide service in you know, the immediate surrounding states, hopefully too. Um, yeah, I'd love to build it back up and and do the guiding thing and and that kind of stuff. I I just kind of get the feeling that my current position, this new job that I've got will be eating up probably the greater amount of time. So while I hope to do that, my current, you know, job, my, my day job does, you know, uh, take a front seat to pretty much all of that, uh, all of that stuff. So really it's time, time permitting, but I, again, I would love to get it up and running, but in the meantime, what I'll do with Overland history, since it's not a business now is simply just share my travels, share the mods that I do on the Jeep and continue to go to cool historic places, uh, that other people can check out. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of what's on the, on the, uh, adventure, adventure roster, so to speak. Nice. I like it. That sounds awesome. My dad would like that. He loves ghost towns in Arizona. Oh, I think it'd be fun to do. Oh, yeah. So Yeah, I mean, if y'all have never been out here, this place will absolutely blow your mind. And what's really cool is, and what a lot of people don't know, is that here in Prescott, uh, we actually are at 5,700 foot elevation. So we're kind of on top of a, a, a plateau up here. And, you know, up here we get four seasons. Uh, you know, there's, we, in fact, about six weeks ago, uh, there was eight inches of snow on the ground. Um, so it does actually snow in Arizona, at least here in elevation. (laughs) But when you drive two hours South down to Phoenix, like it'll be 60 degrees during the day here and it'll be 80, 85 down in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. So really when you drop out of the elevation down to the desert, uh, down into some of the valleys is when it gets actually a lot warmer. Um, and the climate here in Prescott is just absolutely impressive. It's super dry, yet you still get all four of those seasons. It's actually one of the more unique climates in the world. Hmm. That's awesome. So, so super interesting place. Do you want to tell us a bit about uh, adventure imports? Yeah, it yeah. Seems like that's your can. that's your thing right now. And I've I'm not familiar with them. I'm familiar with Max Tracks, but not with uh, adventure imports or what they do. Sure, sure. So basically, uh, Max Tracks itself is an Australian company. 
And they're actually made in Australia and imported into the U.S. So Adventure Imports is the company that actually imports them into the U.S. So, you know, you don't really... Adventure Imports is kind of a bit more behind the scenes, so to speak, whereas Max Tracks is the outward-facing brand name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are the exclusive distributors that actually bring Max Tracks into the U.S. And we have a dealer network of, you know, hundreds of dealers throughout the U.S. that actually distribute them as well. Awesome. So That's basically cool. we do we do all the sales and marketing for Max Tracks in the US. Hmm. So the other brands that we have uh, that we import is a company called Indeflate which is based out of uh, South Africa. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Indeflate is basically a, you know like I said earlier the two or four hose air up air down system fantastic to use it's really really simple. Um, and then we also import a company called MSA 4x4 and that's basically uh, fridge slides, straight slides, drop slides, and there's a bunch of like uh, soft goods that we have, uh, or car organizers basically, uh, that we sell as well. Interesting. Yeah, I would have so never thought I was three brands as of right now that we import into the US. I always thought Max Track was like its own brand. I didn't know. I mean, it's kind of like anything, it's, it's actually like a, I guess, sub brand, I guess I would call it, but it's interesting. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, the actual name of, of Max Tracks US is technically Adventure Imports, but again, the outward facing name is Max Tracks because mm-hmm. that's kind of the name everybody's familiar with. Yeah, right. That's cool. That's good to know so, that, that that company exists and that's who's bringing, you know, that, that they can get you that stuff. Yeah, I mean, we actually, I mean, you can always buy Max Tracks through our dealer network or you can also buy direct from us at Adventure Imports. Cool. That is awesome. I need, you need to get some. I, I was actually planning on getting some at some point. I first thing I got to do is get low key actually up and running and able to drive other than like be on nope. a trailer. Accessorize so let me give first. y'all some cool oh. stats on Max Tracks. <laughs> have y'all have y'all actually like had uh, like held Max Tracks or anything like that? You've probably seen them a, a hundred times. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, seen them. Never them. touched them. Okay, so when you, for example, if you compare one of the competitors' brands traction boards to the actual Max Tracks, when you pick them up, you can actually hold and like feel the quality difference mm-hmm. uh, between the two. What we see a lot of on the you know other brand traction boards that are on the market, and there's a bunch of junk out there, um, is that after about a year outside, the UV light will get to them. And it will end up like cracking them, drying them out, and destroying them to where you can pretty much break those traction boards under your own body body weight. Oh wow! Uh, whereas Max Tracks, they don't actually fade in the UV light. They don't break down. They don't crack. Uh, their lifetime warranty. Now, the one thing you might see on Max Tracks is a little bit of a film developing on them, which you can actually scrape off with your thumbnail. Um, so over time, there might be like an atmospheric film that might develop on them but they won't actually break down fade or anything like that in UV light. That's good. That's what, I mean, you need that for being out there in uh, Arizona for you, but Australia for the rest of, you know, for (laughs) the originals. Right. I mean, the other cool thing is you can actually wrap one of these traction boards around a 33 inch tire. It will go back to its original shape. Wrap it around a tire. That would be interesting uh-huh. to watch. I'd like to see a video of that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Actually, there are videos out there on YouTube. You should probably watch a few of them. It's pretty I'm amazing what you can do with these things. wrote that down in the notes, and I'm going to watch that here in a minute because uh, I'm like, e- I love breaking stuff, but not actually breaking stuff. Sure. Yes. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, what you'll see a lot of is people that use the off-brand traction boards, like in the snow, where you know they just get brittle really quickly because they're a cheap plastic. Yep. You know, those things just like literally shatter apart, which is uh, you know, the last thing you want when you're stuck in snow. 
Yeah, oh, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a great business. Uh, it's it's been a company. Adventure Imports has been a company uh, for about five years now. Matt Matt Scott. He's a uh, he used to write for uh, Expedition Porto. He was editor editor in chief, uh, you know, for them for a few years, and he's worked for a bunch of other awesome companies. And he literally started this business with like five hundred bucks in his pocket. So uh, hmm. yeah, he's 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 done great work, and it's a great company. And I'm I'm super lucky to be uh, where I am. Yeah, you guys. How many people are there working there? Just you and him, or uh, we've got we've got a few. We've got a yeah. smaller team, luckily. Um, and the nice thing is, through this whole COVID thing, is we can actually work from home. Except for our shipping guy, he still goes into the office, but he's by himself, yep. so he's not around people all day. So we pretty much work from home from our computers, and uh, you know, yeah. we still have our shipping guy there in the warehouse, uh, shipping max tracks and everything out. That's good. People can still get their stuff to go out and. If, yeah, if yeah. Not, in if, fact, we've we've been staying busy lo- very luckily through this this whole pandemic. Um, you know, we're very lucky to be one of the few that had, could actually remain open. Um, so yeah, luckily, you know, we're we're still chugging right along. And I guarantee you that shipping guy is loving his job right now, being the only one at work all day. <laughs> like nobody's there. Just like, yep, just doing my job, hanging out. Yep. I love it. <laughs> he, yeah, he just cranks them out. He's, he's great at his job. His name is Zach. He's a he's a great dude. But uh, yeah, he's uh, I, I think he's ready for us to come back in because he gets bored at times. I do need to talk to somebody once in a while through my day. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's been interesting being out here because I have I have very few friends that live out here. In fact, one of my good friends just moved away for a new job. It's funny. I, he's lived out here for like nine years. I move here and he moves away. <laughs> but anyways, he's a good friend of mine, Chris Cordes. He's the uh, he's a writer for Expedition Portal, or at least he was. And now he's moved up to... Uh, Montana to take a new job with a company called Onyx. I think I remember correctly is what it's called, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's been interesting, like literally being solo out here and like having to FaceTime with all of my friends from back home. Yeah. That's, I, that's like my sanity level. My sanity right. level was like going for drives in the Jeep, you know, just to get out of the house mm-hmm. and then FaceTime with people. Yeah. That's rough moving to a new place and you can't make friends. Like you can't even go out and make friends because Hey, we're on lockdown. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Rough. You know, luckily in the first two weeks, I actually like made two new friends, which, yeah. which, you know, is, is kind of interesting that it was that quick, but to be completely honest, like everybody out here in Arizona, they're friendly. They say hi to you. They, they make eye contact. They want to shake your hand, even though we're not supposed to do that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're <laughs> just super friendly people. So in all honesty, like I, as a just, Good old Virginia boy. I, I feel very welcomed here. Right. That's awesome. Cool. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on here. And yeah, yeah, fellas. I, I appreciate, we do appreciate you it. On. Yeah. It's good to hear about the Jeep and, and all the things you've done to it. And then your adventures as you go out west. So it's going to be really fun to watch your Instagram coming oh, up yeah. as this COVID, uh, as the lockdown lifts on us and you're able to go out and kind of explore that. I'm sure it's going to be a big change in scenery so oh yeah yeah there's really some awesome. really really beautiful trails just like literally a couple miles from here i'm i'm uh very very lucky to be here the I trail I, access is just incredible right i think i've seen some of the pictures here recently that you've posted up of being out there on the out in the desert and kind of seeing the uh mountains and things around you so that's really cool yeah it's pretty vast awesome. but anyways yeah anytime y'all want to have me back on i'd uh i'd love to come on to chat cool that sounds great. All right, fellas. Y'all take care. Thanks. Thanks have a great night. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Now I want a Mercedes diesel swap something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I don't want a shower that heats itself. A heated shower. <laughs> yeah. The That's fucked up <laughs> thing is like, what? It's I don't I don't have any need like yeah. zero. And I'm over here like, why has nobody else like I'm over here like, why has somebody not stolen this idea? He put the build with parts on the internet for the shower. For the shower, and people are just like, man, whatever. Don't need that. It's so simple. Yeah. It's so cheap. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. I want to do. I've I've been wanting to do for probably the last year or so the Liberty. If I get everything up to snuff on it, and I get Loki all dialed in, uh huh. The Liberty I think is going to get turned into more what he's got. Overlanderish. Mm-hmm. Overlanderish. It's going to need a couple different parts to make that you know real nice and like usable like that yep but still i think i would like to have something like that i think it'd be awesome yeah you don't even have to go full on with it that's the thing like you can daily drive it it can be your daily driver and then if you want to go out camping with your family for the weekend more of like like a camping rig i would say than like a over rocklander kind of thing well not a rocklander for sure rock but yeah it's like a camping rig it's like it's like your own personal motorhome that's a little bit smaller it would look cool it would look cool needs a shower I've got room for that. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. I think I'm just saying. I think you could do a cool like shower head. I don't know where I put the tank on. So his the way his is set up, the tank is right behind the driver and passenger seat. Uh huh. And then the whole back of his vehicle is one like it's like a raised floor. Yeah. And there's no back seat. Uh huh. Well, with the kid, that's gonna be difficult. Well, you can put him in the tent or something on okay. the roof. Let's put him on. <laughs> Well, like it's it. not the best idea. It probably says don't. It's not the worst idea. <laughs> drive and show this, but I mean, it's not this. It's not the stupidest just, thing. Just put them. Just this light. Just put them. Put a blanket. Get one down of the there. hard side tents, like he had. Yeah. And it's a fucking. You might get a couple miles a gallon less. I don't know. I don't think the sides are hard. Oh really? No. I think oh, that might not end. I think the top and bottom is the front. I don't think so. It's like a spoiler. Well, I think you can get something like that. Okay. That pop up like at an angle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Add just some downforce we'll and some cool points. We'll figure it out. Maybe I don't need three and a half gallons of water on board. Well, here's my thing. Or no, his so, was, it was three. His did three and a half gallons a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So here's so my like question. 10, 10 like, I know people are probably going to get mad, but mm-hmm. if you're going to camp in this thing, I yes. would think mm-hmm. you could hook up to a campsite. Yes. And not have to have a tank. That'd be wild, wouldn't it? You pull in in your overlanding vehicle and you just back yeah. up into a spot like a motorhome and just hook you me know, over there in my like two hundred thousand dollar <laughs> camper yeah. is hooking up the water and you're like, bro, why are you hooking a garden hose to your Liberty right now? It's <laughs> my camper, bro. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Let me awesome? get my dish cranked up. Yeah, <laughs> I think it'd be awesome as shit. Yeah, I think it's not for too. me, but it, I like I would it. Like it, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I think you could do that and not have to worry about it. A tank. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you were doing that route or even if you did do a tank, you just do something small. Yeah. A couple gallons. Like like you said, you just it's the type of deal where you just take a hot spot shower if you need to. It's it's like a camper shower, like as much awesome as like camping is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You take a quick ass shower and turn the water off after you get a little wet. And it's like. So it's it's better a, than nothing. It's but not a luxury. It's not a luxury shower. It's not a it's hotel a, shower. Right. It's yeah. a, it's a, you get yourself clean. Yeah. It's a necessity shower. Yep. I like yep. being clean. So I feel it. Yep. That was cool. The was some, Mercedes diesel. That was, I love it. I never knew I can fire cylinder diesel. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. I hope he fires up the uh, Overland History Guide Service in, in Arizona. 
Oh, I think if it's he coming. gets that fired back up and we're still in contact with him, we're making that it point, happen. We're yeah. gonna take your liberty out there. Well, my kid gets a little bit older and stuff. That would be a really cool It'd trip. Be a good trip. Yes, it would. Go to all the different places. I just I want to go to Arizona anyway. Hopefully, Corona's done by then. Oh God, that'd be terrible. <laughs> Three years. I joke about that, but like seriously, <laughs> I don't know. Hey, look out! Somebody will call you out. I did you see that got called out on the internet? Did you really? Yeah, I, I got called it. out on the uh, on the hardcore XJ page. For not being hardcore? Or? Uh, no, I got called out. I, it was a post from two years ago. Nobody's touched it. Hasn't done anything for A post that years. you posted? A post that I posted. Okay. And we commented on it. Like, yep. There was a conversation. And uh, I don't know if Brad is a listener here on this. I want to say he is. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, he got on that post and he said, he, he commented the other day and tagged me in it. And he was like, well, guess what, Steve? You're still not on 40s. <laughs> Ouch. From two years ago. Like, I said I was going to run 40s on a nine inch. And he's like, well, you're still not on 40s. <laughs> air, uh, air high five, bro, because that's awesome as fuck. So cheers to who? I don't know. Brad was Brad that? Prater. Yeah. Cheers to you. Um, <laughs> I approve. Uh, yeah. You're welcome to the club. Uh, I don't know what else I can say here. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Is that some Shelby level shit talking? <laughs> Shelby's mad because he didn't get to do it. Like he's like, damn it. Damn. Uh, but that's awesome. Yeah. Especially because it's 40s. <laughs> like if it was like one tons, it'd be like, yeah, well, you know, shit. 40s, <laughs> that's like calling your dick small in the yep. off-road world. I love it. You ain't on 40s. <laughs> you ain't on 40s, on 40s. So the post the post was about uh I was saying it, it was a picture of the back end of the Jeep and it was a nine-inch. Well, when that page first started getting going. It, the rules on that page are you got to be on one tons to be in this group. Shit, you snuck in too. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I don't know how I got snuck into that group. I mean, nice. low key has got some stuff done to it that's not average, you know, but still. It ain't on tons. It ain't on tons. Oh, doesn't you need want, to be on tons. You ready for me to spit some hot fire knowledge? Drop it like it's hot. See what I did there? You ready? Nice. Yep. Talking to Kirk last night. We're talking uh-huh. about me, my, our, Mike, Kirk, and I were all talking, and uh, we were talking about. Uh, the spline relation to so spline count correlation to axle size. Okay. All newer axles. Well, as I understand, as Kirk was explaining it, and I guess I haven't done my full research, but either way, if you've got a, a newer axle that has like many splines, yep. like 31, 35, 40, all that. Yep. The splines are a 30 degree pitch. Okay. So if you have a 35 spline axle with a 30 degree pitch spline count, like your thir- your splines are 30 degree pitch. It's the same diameter as another one like that. So come to find out the new nine inch shafts are the same diameter as a 60 shaft. Huh? Yeah. So like my 35 spline shafts for the nine now are the same diameter as a stock 35 spline Dana 60 shaft. Nice. Kirk, Kirk confirmed or he was like, we were talking about, I was like, well, so like with the, with these shafts, he's like, no, you're not going to break those shafts. He's like, you're going to break something else. He's like, you're not going to break those shafts. It's like, okay. you're going to break the That's bearing like, caps again. He, he did not say you're going to press all that shit, but he thought it <laughs> like he wanted to say it. He was just being nice. I don't think that I'll break the bearing caps. Oh. Is, it, is that the weak part? I don't know. Uh, I think the weak part now is the 1310 U joint. Which is good because it's $11. Oh, well, yeah. Assuming it doesn't take out the drive line or the yoke, oh, yeah. but it well, usually, usually, usually doesn't. Usually. Knock on wood. That is wood. 
the other thing that uh, was interesting about that post, I got tagged in. Yep. Apparently, I should have read it. You didn't it. get tagged and You got called the, called the fuck out. <laughs> hardcore. Like, it, it's on a hardcore XJ page, and yeah. you got called out hardcore. hardcore. Yeah, that's how it works. Yes. Yes. That's how you get it going. Uh, the other thing that I should have paid more attention to on that post is, I said I was going to run 40s on a 9-inch. Yep. And if you scroll down through the people that commented at that time, and I responded to them, like, so I've, I had full knowledge of this. Everyone was saying the same thing. You need to buy an aftermarket dropout. Like your your third member needs to be aftermarket. <laughs> and you went, no, it doesn't. Shut the fuck up. Uh, apparently, and I just like are. threw that information out. And well, it. it wasn't 40s. But so. I'm there now. Yeah, well. Yeah. Better yeah. late than never, right? Yeah. Fuck it. It's, it is what it is. I got all of my uses out of that dropout. Well, that's the thing. You got to use it up before you <laughs> lose it, right? Uh, cool. What are we drinking today? It's last call time. Oh, last call. Shut her down. And uh, we're drinking a pale ale from Cedric's. This is a, a um, well, it's a Cedric's pale ale. It's from Baltimore Brewing Company. And we had one of these back. Oh, I don't know. It was pretty early. It was pretty early. You know, in the single digit episodes, we had one of these Cedric's. It was a brown ale. Yep. Cedric's brown ale. So Cedric is apparently a St. Bernard. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of it? Did you try it yet? I smelled it. You smelled it. What do you I think haven't it tried it. Have you tried it? I have not, but I did smell it and I did like the smell. It smells good. Does this have an ABV on the bottle? I drink for the smooth. people that follows. Um, it does. It's almost sessionable. Dude, this thing's old. Yeah. Old. I forgot about these in the other fridge. <laughs> this is as old as last week's beer. I know. Wait, I have last week's last week's beer right here. Which one's older? Uh, I beat you. I beat you out by not quite a month. <laughs> we like the age of things. <laughs> the problem is the shit like you buy it in a six, you buy it in a four pack, whatever. But like there's always one just, that gets tucked just, in the back <laughs> of the beer. Hell, I got two beer fridges and I get shit. I forget about the other one. Thank God they age well. Yeah. Uh, I've had a couple over the years good. that don't age well. But you know what? It's beer. So. You drink it. You drink it anyway. This one's good. It doesn't. Uh, I like it. I could sit outside and drink that. Oh, yeah. We should have done that earlier. With had a stogie. A, I had, yeah. Well, Dick. Did it. <laughs> shit week. Yeah. Extra shit day. Uh-huh. So I was, sit, I was sitting outside. It was going to rain. And I was like, you know what? It's kind of peaceful looking. As I'm like looking out the window. I was like mm-hmm. kind of watching a storm. A little, little storm cloud. It was a little like, shower cloud, I guess. Roll in and I'm like, I'm just going to sit down on the pad. I'm going to leave my phone on the table here outside. I'm just going to sit there. I said, well, fuck, I should get a beer. So I was like, all right. As you should. What kind of, and I was like, I don't want anything heavy. I was like, because I already kind of felt like shit. I was like, I want a good, like, no, I want a bush light. So I went over and grabbed bush light and I started looking at the nice beer fridge. And I'm like, ah, do I want a Corona? I don't have a lime. So I did trade out the bush light for a Corona. <laughs> Slight upgrade. Uh-huh. And then I was like, man, I should get a cigar. So I got a shitty cigar. Yes. Was it black and mild? Yep. (laughs) It was a cream flavored one. I didn't. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. It was all right. Yeah. I like good shit. Like, I like craft beer, but I like Bush Light. So, like, yeah. Party on. You know what I mean? Like, everything. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I got like 12 really nice cigars. Mm -hmm. And then I got like a couple like mid grade. And then, like, (laughs) yeah. Then there's some black and miles and shit. Like, like, we ain't all fancy. Yeah. So I need, to go, 
I need to go pick up a tin of acids. Oh, just to have you something need to get some. Yeah. yeah. That's what I, well, that's, so I just buy them online. Do you? Yep. Yeah. Some Famous smoke shop is where I get them from. I got pretty good prices. They run oh, some really? promos and stuff where you like buy it. I think last time I bought like a sampler pack of, it was like a, uh, it's like yeah. coffee, mm-hmm. coffee sampler pack mm-hmm. of different, different links with oh, man, that's all this. So like they have and they give like you, it. yeah. And then they give you like a couple extra bonus that come like you buy 10, get a couple free or some are shit they like all that. house cigars or are they all different brands? Oh, different brands. yeah. But they have different packages like that. Like I really personally, it's kind of like my beer, I like coffee mm-hmm. in beer, but I hate coffee in real life. Yeah. So that coffee and chocolate, there's another one I got. It was a chocolate sampler. So it's kind of like a dessert thing. Yeah. But it's just like five or six different brands of their like Java or, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So you can order that and you do, you can get a little variety and it's that's cool. very affordable. So that's what I did. But I went with a shitty one today. Maybe at some point we'll be able to have this podcast outside. Oh, yeah, we could do that. A stogie and a beer. Yep. No, no. We got to do stogie and bourbon. Stogie and bourbon. That'd be better. I could do that, too. I got yeah. some bourbon. That episode's going to get fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so let me finish this because it gets better and you're involved, whether okay. you know it or not. All right. So I'm sitting out there smoking this fucking shitty cigar, drinking for all intents and purposes, a shitty Corona without right. a lime. Perfect. And I'm like, yep. This I'm just kind of sitting there mm-hmm. listening to like birds chirp, which annoys the shit out of me. I'm not a bird chirping like nature kind of guy. So I'm just kind of hanging out, relaxing, kind of unwinding. And, uh, I think you called me and you're like, yep, I'm going to cook some steaks real fast. And then I'm going to head over and we'll do the podcast. And I said, you know what? I'm going to grill some fucking steaks. There you go. Fuck that. So because I was sitting right next to the damn grill and I was like, I'm going to start the damn grill. So I go get up, go get the charcoal chimney, pull the grill. It's the first time I've used the grill this this year. Put charcoal chimney in, get her lit it going. Sitting there. Just about to like sit back, take another sip of beer, starts fucking sprinkling. And I'm like, <laughs> son of a bitch. I'm literally sitting out there in like shorts and a t-shirt. And I'm like, I'm gonna sit out in the rain. I don't give a shit. Yep. Just gonna relax in the rain. Luckily, it was a very quick short shower. So thank God, because I wouldn't have sat out there much longer. Anyway, ended up grilling some uh some ribeyes up. Nice. That the wife got from a local meat store. We're legit. No shit. So I literally ended my shitty week with a really shitty Friday and then went like full shit cigar, full shit beer with like primo beef fucking (laughs) ribeye. And I'm like, all right, well, second win for the podcast. What were your sides? Fucking I took some corn, Uh um, just like a can of like shitty corn in Uh a fucking can. And I I got like a bread pan Mm -hmm. that like a metal bread pan that I use on the grill. So you pour that in there. Put like four or five slices of butter in there, mm-hmm. put a little salt, and then I'd take some like McCormick grill steak seasoning and sprinkle in there and then throw it in the grill. So it gets that like smoky steak mm-hmm. peppery flavor. That's it. That's good. Fucking plate o ribeye <laughs> and a fucking some corn. I did something similar to that. I had a, uh, I think it was a tenderloin, was the cut, I think. They were from Omaha Steaks. So Jess gets, uh, Steaks every year from are they pretty good? Omaha steaks, I've never had a small cut and six ounce cut. I think they were, yeah, but okay, by all intensive purposes, that's a normal portion. I mean, like, I don't want a damn six ounce (laughs) steak, but like, I should be eating a six ounce steak. They're a bitch to cook because they're so small, like, they're thick enough. Like, it was it, like, when it was out of the package, it was probably inch, roughly inch, inch and a quarter thick cut. See, I'd almost want to fillet that. 
and make it thinner. Yeah. Oh wow. Because you could cook it in like yeah. two to three minutes and no. get it perfect. Two to three minutes. I think we well done. No, if you cooked it, a, <laughs> if you cooked it a, a minute and a half on one side and a minute on the other, yeah. and then rested it for one to three, you'd be perfect. Yeah. Uh, I did not do that. I cooked mine in a cast iron skillet. Dude, we've been using the shit out of ours. I basically fried my steak. Yeah. Did a uh, I did a rub on it. I had a uh, chipotle rub. I did lemon juice and a chipotle rub on it, and then threw it back in the fridge. While I went to a shower, came back, put a little bit of avocado oil in a skillet in a uh, cast iron skillet, and then let that get up good, to, good and hot. Threw the steaks on there, threw on some butter, basted it, and uh, they came out. So when she does steaks in the cast iron, yeah. She's got it down pretty minty. It's awesome. Hard sears it with just butter mm-hmm. in the pan. Mm-hmm. So just hard. I mean, like hot as fuck. Caramelize sears it outside, right? And then throws it in the oven. Oh, nice. I bet that's good. For like two to three minutes, bro. At like what, 400 or something? I don't really know. Yeah. She probably doesn't. She just kind of wings some shit like that and it comes she out minty. It. Yeah. yeah. It's good. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying our beer section where we're talking about steak. Pairs <laughs> well with beer. <laughs> While you're sitting at work on a Monday or on a Tuesday morning. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Whatever. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, I did eat fucking hot dogs and tater tots for lunch last weekend. So there you go. You know, I don't. It's not like I eat fucking ribeye for dinner every night. No. Yeah, we've got, we've got a bunch of steak in the fridge from getting that Omaha steak. So I was like, well. It's quarantine. We may as well eat up this stuff. Really, well, she's got the local place um, has done a couple like the last two weeks has mm-hmm. done uh, like grilling bundles. Who's the local place? The meat lab. The U of I meat lab. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Fresh stuff. But then so I'll run down there and pick up that. So we've had a bunch of like they're like odd cuts, but they're good. But it's not your normal typical like roast or, you know, mm-hmm. shit you'd normally buy. But it's very usable meat that's actually quite tasty, to be honest with you. So nice. The ribeyes are just fucking fantastic. I love a ribeye. I feel like we've already heard your plans for next week. Yeah, I'm going to try to get my life back on track and my garage Raptor cleaned liner. up. Shocks mounted, and I want to spray Raptor liner by next weekend. Cool. Will you call me in, in if I'm not babying? You will be involved in the process. I don't want to see how this stuff goes. I'll at least keep the, some test panels around so we can, like right. I said, I got a really, I'm a really detailed notes it. Um, that way we, panel and then like yeah. Sharpie write it on that there. way we know what texture. Cause dude, the worst part with this is I see the texture on all these mm-hmm. videos. I'm like, I just want to touch it. Like yeah. I want to see how rough, <laughs> cause it looks, some of them look rough. Yeah. Some of them don't. I want right. to feel that difference. I want to find out what's not rough. I yeah. don't want it being smooth. Like I don't want it smooth, but I want it to be textured and, and like yeah. smooth, smooth yep. texture. So that's why I'm I'm interested. To, I got I think right now I've narrowed it down to three different ways I want to spray it. Nice. I am going to try to get those bearings put on so at least everything's ready to go. The only thing I don't have is lug nut is lug studs. So that's kind of a bummer. I may have to transfer them over. Napa. Yeah. Like four dollars a lug stud. Dude, they're expensive. They're dumb. Yeah. I opened a package at work today that was very satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Was it? It was either ten or twelve. I think it was ten. Spicer. Um. Lug studs. Spicer lug studs. Spicer. Wow. So you know how that came? It all came in an end of each stud was in a spicer box. So you got to sit there with like a stack. And the best part was I had, I think spark plugs. (laughs) I think I had 10 stud, 10 lug studs and I had 
eight like regular studs because putting a hub back on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm like literally get to sit there with like 18 Spicer boxes and I'm like opening this shit like a kid on Christmas. I'm like, the best part of this is I didn't have to pay for these like thousand dollars <laughs> of the shit right here. Like usually when you do it at your house, you're like, this shit is expensive. Yeah. Not when it's works money. That's nice. It was awesome. That's so convenient. It was fun. Yes. I love Spicer parts. That's for sure, but I'm not going to buy spice lugs. I was going to buy like super nice uh, lug nuts, for, like lug studs for it, like from like Jags or Summit, you know, somebody that makes nice ones strange, mm-hmm. you know, or like ARP something. You know, What's the price on an ARP? They're not that bad. 25 stuff. bucks for a set or something like that. Like they're not that bad. It's not horrible. No, but the problem is, is they're super long. Mm-hmm. So I need to change lug nuts and then I need to run an open lug nut. And then I'm like, do I want to run an open lug nut with dirt and mud? Ideally, no. <sighs> Probably not. Six to one half dozen. Yeah. What the fuck? If ever. it was a race car, yes, but it's not yeah. a race car. So they look cool on race cars. Like you look into you like looking at somebody's like billet wheel and there's like two inches of stud hanging and out. You're you're like, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at all that. Look at all them threads. Look at all them threads. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I may try to do. I'll try to get that done. I don't think I'm going to open up too much this week just because the baby is going to be here in when this comes out. I think there's like four days left. I'll do Tuesday, Tuesday, which is the second. The due, the due date is Sunday. Yo, so this comes out Tuesday, the 31st. No, sorry. Got this all messed up. Damn it. One job. One job. I don't know what I'm doing. Tuesday, the 28th. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Sorry, I don't know how to work a calendar anymore. Well, I mean, you know, what do you do? <laughs> it's been a long episode. Uh, yeah, it comes out the 28th, and then he, uh, the baby is due on the third. So, five days basically. So I okay, forgive the ignorance. Yeah, maybe it's not ignorant. I don't know. So the due date is the fifth, third, third. Get Who the fuck together. comes up with that? Like, do they just, uh, pick, just, a day? Yeah, just pick a day? So. They uh, they guesstimate when you had it. Like they ask you, like you know, when do you think you had the like conception? Uh huh. And then you're like, I think it was on this day. And they're like, okay. And then they plan that out for forty weeks. They're like at the forty week mark, this is the date. Okay. So they set that. So it's, it's kind just, of an educated an bullshit yeah, guess. guess. Yeah. This is when it may pop out. So what's the like? What what do you do on the fourth? Like you have a baby you, on if the fourth. Everything's good, huh? Like you're gonna have a baby on the fourth, no matter what. Maybe no. Like it can go up to a week after. Week okay, over. so yeah. that's what I didn't know if they were gonna yeah. like on the fourth. I'm like, we're cutting that fucker out of you. Know, <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know. They'll give you. I think she said up to a week, and she's like, I don't want to carry an extra week. Uh, they'll give you up to a week, I think, and then they'll induce you. Huh. Yeah. Okay, so it's not like guaranteed on like the third or no. before. No, not guaranteed. Shit. That, yeah, I couldn't do it. I was thinking about you uh, the other night, and I was like, bro, I couldn't handle it. Dude. I mean, obviously, you don't really have a choice, so you figure yeah, it out. Yeah, there now. But like, <laughs> okay, any deadline, I'm going to have this done by this day. Yes. Or a, a show comes up or something, and right. it's like, the date is set. This yeah. date is a very, very, like, life-changing date. Yeah. And it is a moving target. Moving target, for oh, sure. man. I was actually thinking about the fact that I was like, man, I could be here tonight recording this and then get a phone call mid like that would have been so fucking cool though i would have literally i was thinking about this earlier while i was mowing my yard i was like man what if i get a phone call i was just like 
I'll just tell Ian to wrap it up like, well, fellas, appreciate it. But um, just got a phone call. My wife's in labor, so I got to go. <laughs> that would be that would have been so good for the ratings. I know the, the listeners would have had a live birth, <laughs> live birth, slightly false advertising. <laughs> what the fuck do you do? Right? <laughs> We're in charge. We do what we want. How do they put a birth on a on a podcast? <laughs> Tune in on Tuesday to find out. <laughs> Gotta pump up the rookie numbers. I love it. All right. Well, hopefully all is well for your wife and baby and Me you. Oh, dude, I got you in on this. I got you in on the good well wishes and did thoughts. You get the, did I send you the nursery? Yeah. I, sent, yeah. I mean, I've seen some Snapchat videos yeah. and stuff about it all done and decked oh, out. Man. I'm excited. For the, for those of you that follow me on Facebook, you've seen it. But yeah, we got the nursery. We got the crib and stuff in there, man. Done. Like that feeling. That's a good feeling. Yeah. Like it's like open a, pro- the, it's a project yeah, that's you now open the done. Door and you're like, oh, we're ready. Yep. Like this room is ready. Nothing else is but this room. This room is ready. That's how it always works, dude. Because we just did the kitchen. The wife painted the kitchen or the damn kitchen, the bathroom. Still haven't seen it. And the worst part is like this one was a pretty mild because it was just a paint job. Mm -hmm. But like anytime we do like a remodeling project in one room, like that one room could be in a fucking magazine and the rest of the house (laughs) is trash. But it's just a cycle. It just goes. And the next thing, because we've already done the bathroom once. Now it's done twice. Well, in the the studio here looks minty fresh. So now the bathroom's good. Yep. Where are you going next? Garage? (sighs) Buggy. Blow out the wall? The boogie (laughs) is getting done. Yeah. That's the goal. I cannot tell you how excited I've been all week about this Raptor Liner deal. I'm stoked about it. Me too. It's the answer to all our prayers. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate you. Thanks for fucking up our lives. Actually, this is not a fucking. This is like a money no. saver. Yeah. This is awesome. So it's pretty much the epitome of awesome. I was planning to spend about four grand, three or four grand. No, the done. fuck you weren't. Yeah. Oh, Either wrap it or paint it. No way. Yeah. No. I was, I was prepared. I was like, this is what's going to cost to get this Jeep painted. It's never getting painted. Probably. Yeah. No, it'll That's not for four grand. It will now, though. You could have one tonned it for four Gs. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Could have yeah. All right. Well, my beer is 14 bolt. Mine's gone. Why are you so slow? That's carrying the conversation. Let's get out of here. Let's shut her down. Thanks oh, for listening. Okay. Let's shut her down. Give you guys know where the to, deets. You guys know where to find us. Check out our website, www.totaloffroadpodcast.com. Check us out on YouTube, Total Offroad Podcast on there. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook on the Facebook page. We're also on Instagram at total underscore offroad underscore podcast. You can follow me on my on my personal page at low underscore K-E-E underscore XJ Ian on his personal page at offroad underscore Ian. Check out our guest Adam at on Instagram at overland underscore history. He's part of the underscore club. He is. I like it. That's good. We should get more guests on in the underscore yeah. club. Cool. He's points. also on YouTube. Check him out. Adam Shallow. And it's it's Overland History on YouTube. So just look that up. You'll find him. You'll see his red XJ. Uh, it's a pretty cool build. And he's got a couple of videos on there. So go check that out. I think that's all we got for you this week. That's all I got. We'll catch you on the trail. Bye.